Hey, Adam, guess what time it is? It's time to crack the customer code. Welcome to episode 58 of Crack the Customer Code. I'm Jeannie Walters, and I'm here with American Ninja and my co-host, Adam Toporek. Wow, that uh, the introductions are getting more and more creative, <laughs> Jeannie, I must say. <laughs> I know you're building a course and you're practicing, right? <laughs> yes. Are we going to see you on American Ninja Warrior? Do they have like Ninja Warrior where you can like show up with a walker? <laughs> <laughs> you can show be... up that way, but... <laughs> you're, you're not going to get on? <laughs> yeah, you might not make it. <laughs> I think that is more my speed. <laughs> Well, talking about warp speed, let's talk about our sponsor, Service Strategies. Service Strategies has provided training and career development programs for service and support professionals for more than 15 years. Service Strategies can help your organization achieve real, measurable results through their structured training and career development process. Whether you are defining current business challenges, searching to measure ROI, selecting courseware, or looking to define an observation and reinforcement process, they can help. Join Service Strategies for an informative customer success workshop in San Diego on October 27th. The workshop is part of the Service Industry Summit event, which brings together leaders from companies like Cisco, Dell, and others to discuss the challenges of a changing service landscape. Visit servicestrategies.com to learn more. And if you'd like to reach our listeners by being a show sponsor, you can. Go to crackthecustomercode.com slash sponsor. That is crackthecustomercode.com slash sponsor for full details. And we love our sponsors. So thanks to our sponsors for helping us put this podcast out there. Yes. And our guest today, Jill Griffin, she knows a thing or two about loyalty, uh, known as the loyalty maker. She makes some really interesting points in this discussion we had with her about how customers are searching and why building loyalty is more important than ever before. Well, that's all great, but I want to know how I get a cool name like that. I mean, you called me an American Ninja, and that was nice, but I like the loyalty maker. I know. It sounds great, doesn't it? We need a cool name. But, yeah, search is interesting because search is always an opportunity for defection. Yeah, that's totally true. You know, I mean, search is always an opportunity for the grass is greener. I found a different solution to my problem, and, oh, I didn't know this existed. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the things that's really important for organizations is making sure that they are having the conversations and presenting the information about who they are and what they do to their customers that prevents search, that makes them not want – that they want to go to you with their question about this – they don't want to go to Google and find out. They want to come to you, the expert. And whenever you can do that in any industry, it's a powerful thing. Well, I I agree. And I think that a lot of the guests that we've had on this program have talked about, you know, how content-driven uh, experience is so important right now because it's providing all of those things where people need them and proactively. And I think that's part of the experience, but it's also building up that trust level so that somebody knows, okay, you are the guy that I want to talk to about this. And before they go searching for some other random topic. No, absolutely. And I think if you can be preemptive, I think it's very important to you know get that. And even if you can do it from the standpoint of not sort of public content, which is what a lot of what we've spoken about on the podcast, but even through your commun- direct communication with customers, whenever mm-hmm. you can 
sort of pre-solve those questions, pre-solve those issues, pre-answer those questions, and let them know what you're good at and what you don't do. Well, and in a weird way, this happened with my company when uh, we answered a question. I answered a question on Twitter, and suddenly they became a client. And I didn't even know they were kind of in the market, but I was just being helpful in answering a question. But they were so they were looking for something. Um, but I don't think they were even, they even knew what they were looking for. They just knew that, you know, I was helpful and that that's what actually led to loyalty. And so I think it's something that it sounds so easy. Again, it sounds like something we should all be doing and that this seems like the relationships we have should, should fill this need. But I think we, we get a lot of good points from Jill in this interview. Absolutely. Let's go ahead and get Jill's take. Uh, tell us a little bit about Jill. Jill Griffin is an independent public board director, internationally published Harvard Working Knowledge author, and noted corporate advisor on customer loyalty. Her customer loyalty video courses are featured on the training site lynda.com. She holds her Bachelor of Science and MBA degrees from the University of South Carolina Moore School of Business and is the recipient of the 2005 Distinguished Alumna Award. She serves as the chair of Austin Convention and Visitors Bureau And she launched her loyalty consulting firm in 1988, so she's seen the early trends toward customer and employee loyalty. She's written four books and has another one coming out soon. Well, hello, Jill. We're so happy to have you here. Thank you, Jeannie. Pleasure to be here. And as far as I can tell, Jill, I was pretty excited because based on what I've learned about you and I've been following for a while, you've really been discussing customer loyalty for more than 20 years. That's right. And so I'm curious about what you've seen in that time. What are some of the things that haven't changed about keeping customers loyal? And what are some of the things that have changed? Okay. Well, let's start with what hasn't changed. When I wrote my first book on customer loyalty, and it came out in 1995, Every book out there was either on customer service or customer satisfaction. So my book and Fred Reichelt's book, The Loyalty Effect, came into the market about the same time. And we both um, were united in saying that customer loyalty is not an attitude. It is a purchase behavior. And that has not changed. Uh, people that are loyal, they buy regularly, they buy a cross-section of your products and services, they refer others, and they're immune to the pull of the competition. And all four of those buying behaviors make your cash register ring. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's so vital. What I have seen through the years is that companies are well, let me start out by saying customers are getting more and more savvy about what their loyalty means to a business. And so their expectations are high. And their expectations are set not simply by a company in a, or a competitor in a particular market space that is buying from you and them or maybe simply from them, but it's also set by other experiences they have in other market spaces. So they are, their demands are higher and their 
their kind of motto is, if they can do it, why can't you? Hmm. Right. It's amazing how much feedback customers can now get from so many different areas and how many inputs into their sort of customer mindset about loyalty. You you talked about they're more savvy about how much their loyalty means to uh, companies. So it's very interesting, that perspective. And one of those things is that customers have so much ability to to move, you know, to, to defect to other companies. And a lot of that ability is based on their um, their ability to search for what they want now. So what can businesses do to make sure they're keeping up with expectations so those customers won't defect? What a great question. Uh, let me answer that two ways. First of all, at the end of the day, it's about understanding how the customer defines value and then delivering on those terms. Now, that's very simple to say, but in today's world, it's quite complicated because customers, their value definition is constantly in flux. And when I'm consulting with my clients, I I tell them to imagine almost a um, a Maslow's hierarchy. You've got basic value, you've got expected value, and you've got unanticipated value. The tricky part about this is that if you don't deliver basic value and the expected value, they're going to walk away. But doing both those things is not enough to engender today's loyalty. You must deliver at the unanticipated as well. And that's what makes it quite complicated. The second part of my answer would be in 2009, I wrote a book called Taming the Search and Switch Customer. And it was precisely focused on the thesis that customers have more choice now and more ability to uh, compare than ever before. You know, it's, it's, it's as quick as a search term into a Google box. So you have got to constantly be uh, on your game and understanding what the value definition is. So it's a great point about how everybody can search and switch so easily. And knowing that, uh, you really came up with this idea of the worth it test, which I thought was really clever. So I'm wondering if you can tell us how that works and what exactly it is. Yes. Well, when I started studying about switching, I be- it became very clear to me that customers do have their own definition of what constitutes worth. And I guess that's another way of saying understand your customer's value proposition. But it occurred to me as I researched it that there were certainly rules that needed to be followed, if you will. And so I created this whole test. And it's really, at the end of the day, there were, as I saw it, five key questions that it was the customer's worth it test. And you had to ask, does your brand ace it? And a lot of times you do that by asking customers themselves. But the first one was, Versus your next best buying alternative, and that, of course, we're referring to the customer's next best buying alternative, 
does your brand provide real substantive differences that you consider important? And again, when I'm using the word you, I'm meaning the the customer. Does the customer consider important? Uh, does the brand provide tangible, convincing proof of these differences? In other words, it's one thing to say, but can your brand really prove it? Um, can a customer really articulate the brand's differences? And are is the customer being served by employee, employees who exemplify the brand's differences through word and deed? And then here perhaps is the most, well, they're all very important, but this one's particularly critical. Relative to the price difference, can the customer perceive the brand as delivering substantially more value than the next best buying alternative? And that's where a lot of brands fall down. And when you have loyalty, you can certainly leverage the price point much more easily. And when you have a defined value proposition, and that's possible as well, because people will pay more. So how have, what have you found to be the sort of relationship between loyalty and inoculation against sort of value and price plays. In other words, loyal customers being more resistant uh, to poaching due to price and to perceiving value better from the customer that, uh, excuse me, from the organization they're loyal to instead of from a competitive offering. Well, that's a very interesting question. If I'd answered that question a year ago, I'd have probably answered it differently. But here's what I know now. You've got to not only deal with the customer's brain in the head, but you have also got to spark an emotion in the heart. And it is the combination of those two that bond a customer to a brand. That's very true, and that's something we've heard from some of our other uh, guests as well. And, you know, it, it really is an emotional journey for sure. Um, so, so Jill, I'm curious. You, you've studied this for such a long time, and you've witnessed so many different organizations. What's one piece of advice for companies today to really create that true customer loyalty that you discuss? I would give I would give two must. One is you cannot earn customer loyalty without first earning employee loyalty. And when you read the Wall Street, I work I am a board director in the restaurant industry, I can tell you that a fight for best employees is it's just over the top. So you've got to find the right employees. You've got to nurture them. You've got to engage them. You've got to win their loyalty. So that would be uh, certainly a, a, a big, big component of this. Uh, the other thing is that, again, let's just go back to that value proposition. But what is so important in sparking that emotion of the heart is being extremely, extremely good at telling your story. 
And I recently did um, a video for lynda.com. I'm their customer loyalty um, author, if you will. And we did a whole uh, we did a whole uh, video on creating customer value. And one of the um, many examples that was out there that I talked about, one of the companies, because I look for companies that you don't hear about a lot. And one of the companies that I talked about is this company in Southern California, and it's Longo Lexus. And the bottom line here in regard to delivering value is they had a customer who had owned a Lexus since 1998. She had never set foot in the Lexus dealership. Hmm. The entire time she owned that car and she loves her car and she loves the dealership. That's how over the top in value delivery they are with, you know, a mobile system that comes right to her home. If she had to have her home, her car uh, pulled in, they had a flatbed truck that took it there rather than towing. Just the, the, the incidences of unanticipated value off the charts. Well, that's a great example. That is great. And I'm a big fa- big fan of Lexus. And so, Jill, thank you so much. This has been really informative, and that's great. Uh, we'll make sure to get that link from you for your uh, Linda videos. And also, make sure to check out a buddy of ours who was on a previous podcast episode, Jeff Toyster. He uh, has some uh, different customer service videos on Linda as well. So you definitely want to check those out. Uh, you're, you're doing the same thing. It's great. But uh, tell us, where can people find you on the Internet? Uh, my website is uh, theloyaltymaker.com. You can find me on uh, LinkedIn, certainly. And one of the new um, skill sets that I'm introducing into the marketplace is I'm about to complete a book on – uh, capturing your seat on a corporate board. And you can find me in that space at um, publicboarddirector.com. Oh, interesting. Well, we need more women on boards. So you got my vote. <laughs> oh, thank you. Mine yeah, too. It's a fabulous, fabulous topic. And there's more board seats, more uh, subject matter expertise now are being welcomed in the boardroom because they have mission-critical skills. Mm -hmm. So I'm hoping a lot of your listeners will really think about that because I can vouch for having been on a board now for 12 years. It is the pinnacle of my – I mean, I've had some really amazing experiences but this has been the best experience of my career. And I, it's your learning curve. It's like earning a new MBA every year. Wow. That's well, cool. That's what, yeah, that's wonderful, Jill. So thank you so much. We'll make sure that link is in the show notes, uh, show notes and we really appreciate uh, you being here with us today. Thank you so much. All right, Thanks, take care, Jill. Jill. Have a great day. Bye. Well, we hope you enjoyed Episode 58 of Crack the Customer Code. Many, many thanks to our sponsor, Service Strategies, for supporting this podcast. Make sure to check out their informative customer experience workshop in San Diego on October 27th. Go to servicestrategies.com for more details. And you can see the show notes for this and all episodes. Subscribe and send us feedback at crackthecustomercode.com. 
I'm Adam Tapork, and you can connect with me and find out more about our customer service workshops in my book, Be Your Customer's Hero, at CustomersThatStick.com. And I'm Jeannie Walters. Sign up for customer experience webinars at CXWebinar.com and connect with me at 360Connects.com. Until next time, take care of yourself. And take care of your customers. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.